Welcome to today's at-home edition of Lakers Carpool. The Lakers dropped game one of the second round to the Rockets, 112-97. to It was a pretty rough game. Lakers didn't play too well. Let's get into it. So basically, if you listen to my last episode, the Lakers and the Rockets the Rockets did basically everything that the, that they should have done against the Lakers to win the game. The Lakers did everything that they shouldn't have done against the Rockets to lose the game. Um, so kind of backtracking to what we talked about last episode. Um, offensively, the Lakers just settled for way too many threes. The Lakers are not a good three-point shooting team. They, I mean, they're not the worst three-point three point shooting team, but they're just not... That's not their strong suit, and the rap the the Rockets did a great job at really packing the paint, not letting Anthony Davis and LeBron James do work inside, get inside very easily. And the Lakers shot twenty nine, twenty eight point nine, twenty nine percent from the three point line. That just isn't going to cut it. Um, the Lakers were really in in the game for a good amount. Um, of the game it wasn't really a blowout a blowout until later um the first quarter ended 29 it was 29 28 rockets um the rockets took a seven point advantage in the second quarter scoring 34 points and only allowing the lakers to score 27 points and then the third quarter was close again the lakers outscored the rockets by two 24 to 22 and then in the fourth quarter is really where the, when the rockets pulled away scoring 27 to the Lakers, 18. Um, the biggest lead the Rockets had was 19. The Lakers did have um, a seven-point lead at one point, which was their biggest lead. Kind of looking down at the matchup uh, stats against each other, rebounding was even 41-41, to 41. so that's pretty telling. The Lakers being a bigger team with Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, LeBron James, we really need to be outscoring the Rockets who's tallest guy in their lineup is six foot seven. Um, we did out rebound them on the offensive boards, 10 to four. So that's good at least, but the defensive rebounds, we got out rebounded by six, 37 to 31. Um, assists were about even. And then going down, I mean, the Lakers just had way too many turnovers. The, they did force, this was still pretty even in the game, but the Lakers had 15 total turnovers. The Rockets had 14, but those 15 turnovers were really rough on the Lakers. Um, and then kind of going back down to, to the shooting is kind of where the Lakers lost this game. Um, the Rockets shot 48% from the field. The Lakers shot 42% from the field. And then from three, the Rockets shot 36% to the Lakers 29%. And... Kind of going back to what I was talking about in the last episode, the Rockets in their series against the Thunder, they shot an average of 43% uh, from the field versus like 35% from three. So they shot a little bit better in this game than their average against the Thunder, but still pretty close. But the Lakers really just are shooting themselves in the foot by not being able to shoot the ball and not 
and uh, allowing the Rockets to to get um, to get shots, free throws, all of the above. Um, the Rockets shot total of they shot twenty seven free throws to the Lakers nineteen free throws. So that was a big when you have when the Rockets have James Harden, that's a big advantage for them um, because he. He's either going to hit a three or drive, get to the basket, and either make a layup or get fouled. He's very efficient in that sense. And the Lakers did not do a great job at um, keeping James Harden at bay, who ended up with um, 36 points in 33 minutes on uh, 12 of 20 shooting. So that's pretty a pretty good game on, from his part. Um and then the Lakers also let it let Russell Westbrook play well too. He had 24 points on 10 of 24 shooting, so not quite as efficient as James Harden, but still got his points and really helped carry the Rockets. Um, and then Eric Gordon also had a, had 23 points on 50% shooting. So, so the Lakers really, I mean, they let three guys from the Rockets score over 20 points um, and ultimately lead to 112 points in the game, which just is not, is just not enough um, from the defensive end. And then from the offensive end, the, the Rockets really did what they were supposed to do or what they should have done. And they didn't let LeBron James and Anthony Davis easily get to the hoop. Um, you could go, you know, vice versa and say that the Lakers didn't impose their will enough and didn't get to the hoop and draw fouls and all that. But they, the Rockets didn't make it easy on the Lakers and the Lakers settled for threes and they shot 29% on 38 attempts, which is just terrible. Um, I think this is a similar feeling I have in this game as I had in game one. Um, against the Blazers when the Lakers lost, where they just shot terribly um, and just weren't really with it, it didn't seem like. You know, it's, for the most part, they were in the game for a good amount of the game, um, and they were kind of hanging on, and it was always, it seemed like it was always about like a five to seven point game the entire game, which the Lakers, had they were, had they been able to turn it on, would have been an easily surmountable deficit, but the Lakers just kind of weren't really feeling it, weren't with it, and then uh, just couldn't turn the corner and really just laid down and let the Rockets have it. So hopefully the Lakers can make some adjustments in between um, game one and game two. But I, I think the, you know, I, I think a lot of it, I have a hard time not thinking that the the break between game five and round one and this game one didn't play some sort of part in the Lakers' uh, lackadaisical play. I think the um, the Lakers had six days off, and they're just a team that they're a good team, or they have the ability to be a good team, but when they lose that momentum and they lose the playing time, especially with COVID and all everything that's happened where 
they're in the bubble and it's just not a normal situation when they lose the momentum of playing in games they come out flat which is what happened in game one against the blazers happened in game one against the rockets so i'm hoping that they are able to make the adjustments and that they come out with a different attitude different mentality in game two um I would be more worried had the Lakers not gone through this already against the Blazers in game one. So it could be, I would, I would be feeling worse if they didn't already go through this, lose game one and bounce back. I think the Lakers will bounce back. Um, but there was a lot of things in the game plan that, that just weren't great. Um, for instance, this was Rajon Rondo's first game back with the team. He hasn't played since March due to injury um and he got 24 minutes in this game which i don't know i'm not an nba coach but i get that rondo has veteran experience he's played in the playoffs he's played in the finals he's led teams to finals as a point guard but he just all season up you know even before covid just was not a consistent player and I I get that the Lakers are are missing out on Avery Bradley and and strong guard play, but I think that Alex Caruso really proved himself in the first series against the Blazers and against Damian Lillard and showing that he had the ability to play great defense against one of the best guards in the league. So to think that and and I get it like Russell Westbrook is a freak of nature, a freak athlete, and James Harden is he kind of will play like that bully ball, almost similar to LeBron, where like he'll um just maneuver his way to the basket and draw fouls, you know? And like Alex Caruso can't guard that all game. But we proved in game in the first series that that we can cover good guards or that we can that we can at least shut down one of them. So if the Lakers can just do what they did against the Blazers and double James Harden up at the three, and, like, at this point, with Russell Westbrook having gone through an injury recently, he didn't play well in the series against the Thunder in the three games he played, um, I would be happy to take the chance and let Russell Westbrook beat us in a game. Because I just don't, I just don't see it really happening i mean i know he can do it i know he can he could score 40 points in a game and win a game but in a seven game series i will i'm happy to take that chance um i just think that the the game plan was really off in this game um for the lakers rondo shouldn't have had 24 minutes in that game i think if anything split those so Rondo played 24 minutes, Caruso played 16 minutes. Split those split the, those 8 minutes between the two of them. Give give them both 20 minutes in the game as opposed to 24 and 16. I think that Alex Caruso has he has shown that he can make a bigger impact in this game or in the series in these playoff games than Rondo has shown in even in the in the regular season, let alone games that really really matter. So like I don't understand putting that much faith in, in Rondo 
Because because what we saw was Rondo late in the game or just in the game at all. Whenever he's in the game, he has the ball in his hands as opposed to LeBron James, and so LeBron is not able to get into a rhythm. He's not able to control the offense in the way that he should be, and so Rondo has the ball in his hands more. And sure, he might get the ball to LeBron or he might get the ball to AD, but it's just a different sequence, a different um, different looks than what the team's used to. And so, like, I'm not saying that Rondo shouldn't be playing at all, but the fact that he was in the game as much as he was his first game back, just is, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, so I really hope that that Frank Vogel tempers that situation a little bit more, um, or at least or at least has Rondo play off the ball, which at that point, if Rondo's playing off the ball, then maybe he shouldn't even be in the game because he's not a great shooter. His strength is handling the ball and passing and all that stuff, which is what LeBron's strength is. So unless him and LeBron can get to a connection, him and AD can get to a connection where one of them is driving to the bat or cutting to the basket and getting passes and all that stuff, I just am not... I don't have a whole ton of faith in, in Rondo right now. So that was pretty disappointing in game one, um, was to see Rondo get so many minutes. Um, and, and to have the rotation funked up that much um, after we had a rotation that was working against the Blazers, against a team that like is pretty, like really not that different. Like the I get the Rockets play a small ball lineup, but... They both teams had two, like the focal point of their offenses are two guards. CJ McCollum, Damian Lillard for the Blazers, Russell Westbrook, James Harden for the Rockets. It's the same, like a similar team, um, similar. I mean, Lillard doesn't drive to the basket as much as as Harden does. The games are their games are different. All that I get it. It's it's not, it's not exactly the same, but. We took a team that had strong guard play and did a great job at silencing them, even without even without having elite guards on our team. And so I really would hope that we can do the same against the Rockets in this series. And then just going with the Rockets and their small ball lineup and all that stuff, the the Lakers really need to be better at just pounding the ball inside against the Rockets. I think like a lesson when I was playing basketball growing up is that a good big man always will beat a good small man in basketball. It's just how it works. Like a good big man versus a good small man, the good big man is going to is going to win every time. Um, and I think that that is the case. And also from a team standpoint, like you have PJ Tucker shutting down Anthony Davis. It's just it's just unbelievable. And so I really, LeBron and Anthony Davis really need to get their heads in the game for game two and just take over the series. Because if they don't, they'll let these guys get into their heads. And like PJ Tucker is forcing Anthony Davis to take fall away jumpers, which like I get he can hit those shots and he's a good player and he can hit shots from the outside. But when you have such a crazy height advantage, just go inside. They're going to foul you or you're going to make the bucket. You know, like it's, that's just what's going to happen. So if the Lakers adjust and try and go small 
then that's going to only going to hurt them even more because Lakers aren't aren't built to be good at a small ball lineup. They're not they're not good enough at shooting outside to have a small ball lineup. A lineup because a small ball lineup you have Anthony Davis at the Anthony Davis at the five, and um yeah you have LeBron in there. You have I don't know Alex Caruso, Danny Green, KCP, other guards, you know, and like the focal point of that offense is trying to get the ball inside to Anthony Davis and then he kicks it out or whatever, which is fine if you're hitting shots, but the Lakers shooting is just not consistent enough to bank on that working very well. So against a team and Anthony, like a, the Lakers, cause I've said it before where like the people we like when Anthony Davis is at the five um, against other teams, but against a team that's playing a small ball lineup, like the Rockets are, um trying to play their game i don't know if that's going to work for the lakers only because the shooting is not on par and the the three-point shooting just is so inconsistent um so i think like if we just kind of keep like don't fix what's not broken you know like what was working against the blazers can work against the rockets or should work um having Anthony Davis and LeBron James just be the focal point of the offense, get to the basket. Um, and then if if KCP or Danny Green can hit a handful of threes, then we're golden. But in this case, LeBron James, Anthony Davis weren't really getting to the basket. They weren't taking the game over. They only had, let me see, Anthony Davis was the leading scorer for the Lakers with 25 points, which is not awful. He 25 points on 62% shooting. Pretty good. LeBron James had 20 points on 46% shooting. Not bad. But when you're the focal point of the offense and, and it's your job to carry the offense, they should be either Anthony Davis or LeBron James should be having each 25-plus point games, and then we would need... KCP or Danny Green to hit a handful of threes. So we would so KCP had five points, Danny Green had ten points. Danny Green had ten points on thirty-three percent shooting. Uh KCP had five points on twenty-five percent shooting. So KCP had went two for eight from the field. Um one for five from three. So kind of similar to to game one against the Blazers was KCP KCP just was didn't show up um and I think if anything he's the guy when I talk about the Lakers needing to keep up their momentum it's the guys like Danny Green and KCP that are the ones that struggle with it because I think LeBron James and Anthony Davis can come out and play well any given night no matter how much time off they've had they're just that good of players but it's the it's KCP and Danny Green, um, even like Alex Cruz. Like, but KCP and Danny Green are the are the kind of focal points at the to the point where it's like they get this time off and then they get into a funk or they lose their rhythm and then they come and play a game and shoot two for eight or four for twelve. You know, like it's just not good enough from the guys where that are supposed to be the the shooting and three-point specialists on the team. So had 
had um, they shot just even a little bit better, the game might be might be different because the because the Rockets didn't really take over that game until later in the game. And so, like, had they shot better off the gate or even later or early in the late in the first half, or early second half, then maybe the game is a little different. Who knows? Um, and then the other the other big story and problem was that LeBron James had zero points in the fourth quarter, which is just unheard of and terrible. You're telling me that the Rockets, whose biggest player is six foot seven, LeBron James can't score a point in the fourth quarter? Like it's just was the Lakers are a good team. When they lose games is when they shoot themselves in the foot. Or when they, they play bad. The Rockets played a good game, but them scoring 112 points on 46% shooting, what was it, 48% from the field, 35% from the three, like that's a that's a good game. That's a that's above average, a good game played by the Rockets. But the Lakers, when they're playing their best, are shooting at 50% or above 50% from the field. They're shooting like high 30s from the three and they're scoring 120 to 130 points so the Rockets playing well scoring 112 points in theory could have still been blown out by the Lakers if they were playing their best game because everyone by the way is saying that the Lakers got blown out by the Rockets in this game which I don't know if that's I don't know if I'd say they got blown out they lost by 15 yes but it was a close game for a good amount of the game and the Lakers had a terrible fourth quarter so I don't know. The blowout the blowout verbiage might be a little overboard. But but if we're going if we're saying fifteen points to blowout, then the Lakers, had they been playing their game offensively, could have easily blown out the Rockets with the game the Rockets played last night. So in that sense, I'm really not worried about the Lakers. The only way I'm worried the only reason I'd be worried about the Lakers is if they came out and just played a similar game that they played that they played last night where their heads just weren't in it offensively. They weren't enforcing their will and they were missing shots from three. And and LeBron not scoring a point in the fourth quarter is just not acceptable from a guy that is supposedly one of the best in the league. Um I get it. Things happen. I'm not, I don't, I like LeBron. I don't want to, you know, get, I don't necessarily want to get into the LeBron versus Kobe, LeBron versus Michael debate, but you would be pretty hard pressed to imagine Kobe Bryant not scoring a point in the fourth quarter of a playoff game. And I get it. You know, you could say that that's because Kobe wouldn't have given up the ball. Like he would have, but that's him enforcing his will. Like LeBron, should have as we're going into the fourth quarter, LeBron should have taken over that game, or he should have um, played a game that would have helped Anthony Davis take over the game, or or something along those lines. But he was pretty much a non-factor in the fourth quarter. Lakers lose by 15. LeBron could have easily scored 15 points in the fourth quarter if he wanted to, um, or he could have scored nine points or ten points and at that point the game's a lot closer and when you have a guy like Anthony Davis on your team against playing against guys that are six foot five and six foot seven like it just shouldn't have gone to that point so I saw some video I saw a video from the game last night where LeBron was sitting on the bench and he like gave a 
a slight just shake of the head. Everyone's like, oh, it's over. You know, <laughs> didn't see that until just now. But now that I see it, Lakers got this. It's over. LeBron's taking over. So hopefully, hopefully LeBron and AD were um, moved by the poor performance last night. And they do indeed take over and enforce their will against a team that really is not like they're 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 a playoff team they're a good team but like compared to the lakers what the lakers can be they're not that good all right let's take a quick look around the league just see what's going on in the playoffs so the miami heat last night beat the bucks by 15 some might say a blowout against the Bucks um, going up in that series three games to zero. So it's looking like that series is probably over. Um, I could see the Bucks winning maybe a game, but then honestly at this point, probably losing in five. It's just, it's pretty unbelievable the what's what's happened with the Bucks. Um, you know I don't follow the Bucks too closely, but. They really haven't been there, been the same self um, since the the bubble started, and I'm sure there might be some something going on just with the team ever since they then since they uh, were behind or they kind of started the whole protest stuff that happened. Like maybe they're they've just been haven't been focused or not totally sure. I don't want to take anything away from the Heat. The Heat are playing out of their minds right now. Jimmy Butler's playing great. Um, they're let's let's look at the box score really quick from their last game um jimmy butler had 30 out had 20 grogic had 15 the team shot um 45 percent and from the field 38 percent from three and let's see the bucks Giannis had 21 leading score for the team was brooke lopez so that's kind of telling um, the Bucks shot 42% and 20, 29% from three. So kind of funny, kind of similar to the Lakers game last night. So it really, when you have guys that usually take over games and don't take over games, and then your the role players can't, can't shoot and keep you in the game. It really hurts. So Bucks are down 3-0 to the, to the heat. So that's pretty wild. And then, um, Thursday nights, going back a couple days, the Raptors hit a game winner against the Celtics, and the Raptors actually, as I'm recording this, that game just finished up game four. The Raptors won again by seven, so that series is tied up two to two, so that's pretty fun if you're a Raptors or Celtics fan. And then game two of the Nuggets-Clippers game is underway. Nuggets are up five to zero at the moment, but the Clippers lead that one to zero. They had blown out the, the Nuggets 120 to 97 so i imagine that the clippers nuggets series the clippers will win in five um i think the nuggets can get can get a win but i don't think it goes much further than that so it's getting pretty fun as things as the the series get tighter the teams get better definitely look out for the clippers nuggets series since whoever wins that plays the winner of the lakers Rockets series and then definitely keep an eye on um, the Bucks Heat because that's a pretty insane upset if the Heat can pull that one off. 
Um, the Heat are undefeated in the playoffs, which is wild. They swept the Pacers in the first round, and now they're up 3-0 against the Bucks. And then the Raptors Celtics has definitely been the most fun um, since they've played four games already and tied two to two. All those games have pretty much, they've been pretty close. Aside from the game one, the Raptors or the Celtics blow out the Raptors, but otherwise they've all been, they've been pretty close games. So um, those are pretty fun to watch. So game two of the Rockets Lakers is tomorrow night, five thirty Pacific. Let's hope that the Lakers can can make some adjustments and really really just enforce their will against against the Rockets. They're such a small team. Um, and when you have Anthony Davis and LeBron James who are just so physical and so strong and have the ability to really kill you inside, I just hope the Lakers can can find a way to take it to take advantage of that tomorrow night. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers!